All right. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. And another comms check with me, Chad. Thanks for joining in. If you're listening here on just the audio or if you're watching on uh, YouTube, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, supporting the podcast. If you're enjoying it, stop what you're doing right now. Go leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the 307 podcast, of this comms check, of have you gotten any value out of this content? Leave us a review and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode because it's not going anywhere after I put it out there. So, hey guys, I'm in a I'm in a little weird mood this morning. I've been sitting in my office this morning uh, waiting to, to meet a contractor that's coming over to do some work at, at my house and sitting in my office listening to some old early 90s soft rock music, freaking Matchbox 20 and Creed and just some weird crap, man. I, I don't know what – I don't know. Um, one, one of the things that I think I struggle with some in my life is – the dynamic between being a, I guess, being being capable of extreme violence and having that knowledge, those skills, and that ability, and, and then balancing that out with my faith and my relationship with Jesus, that dynamic, right? A lot of people have asked me, when you became a follower of Christ, did that affect the way you felt about being a Navy SEAL? I trained for a long time, and I was in the mix for a long time. Where, dude, if y'all could even, if y'all could even, heck, I don't even remember a lot of it in detail. But if y'all could go back and see the life that I lived, not just me, but everyone who served in the SEAL teams for Special Forces, if you could go back and see what that life is like and walk in those shoes, it's freaking crazy, man. I mean, you can't even, you can't even describe it. Um, anyways, we're going to talk about that dynamic today and how, and, and how I feel about it because the question comes up a lot, right? Can you be a warrior? Can you be... Uh, capable of extreme violence and still be a servant of Christ. I don't, it's good. This is hard for me to frame this. I don't know where it's going to go, but it's what's on my heart this morning. And that's what these comms checks are for is to keep the lines of communication open between me and you guys, the body of 307 Project. This comms check was brought to you. By Wazoo Survival Gear. I'm actually wearing their cash cap right now. And uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, let me hold on, let me take this thing off. I'm gonna show you about this cash cap. Now, this thing, this thing has got a lot of miles on it, as you can tell. This is the cash cap from Wazoo Survival Gear. What makes this thing unique is it has all these. There's pockets all in the hat. They're built into the hat. 
into the brim right there, all on the inside. That's why they call it a cash cap. You can cash all sorts of little things, you credit cards, some cash. Um, they make survival kits that actually are made to pair with the cash cap. They've got everything from fire starting devices to fishing line to cordage to fishing hooks to uh, um, signal mirrors. I mean, zip ties. You can get all kinds of stuff in this hat. And it's just really comfortable to wear. So Wazoo makes wearable survival gear. And this stuff isn't just for people that are out in the wilderness all the time. This is for really anybody, whether you're a city dweller or you live out in the country. If you want to be prepared and have some basic tools and necessities, if uh, you happen to find yourself in a situation uh, where you have to start a fire and stay warm, or maybe you have to you know, maybe you're stranded. Maybe your car breaks down. Maybe the grocery store runs out of food. I, I, that's a little extreme, right? But Wazoo uh, makes some really cool wearable survival gear. We've been using their stuff for over a year now. We use it out on the basic course, everything. I've told you guys about the Bushcraft necklace. Here it is if you're watching. Uh, it never leaves my neck. It's just really cool. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like I am, and you want to check them out, go to wazoosurvivalgear.com. I'll attach a special link in the show notes of this episode. It's our, they've created a special URL for three of seven, pro, three of seven podcast listeners. And uh, they've given us a 20% off pro code for all their products. You won't find that anywhere else. Again, that'll be in the show notes of this episode. Thank you, Wazoo, for sponsoring this episode of three of seven podcast. All right, let me see if I can get back on topic here, guys. I think I'm going to title this episode, Don't Confuse My Meekness for Weakness. All right, don't confuse my meekness for weakness. Again, I told you guys the other day, I was out, I was out doing an interview with a, a dude the other day, a podcast, and he, he asked me this question specifically. Did uh, when, you, when you got saved, did it change your relationship with your job as a Navy SEAL. <clears throat> and it sounds like it should, but uh, for me, it didn't. Now, Jesus says, Jesus says, learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your souls. He also says, blessed are the meek, shall, so, uh, for they shall inherit the earth. So Jesus talks about being meek and I think meekness is a part of uh, of being a servant of Christ. It's obviously uh, we want to be as much like Christ as we possibly can. We want to have his heart. And, yeah, so it's kind of, it's out there. And it can very easily be confused with weakness, all right? So I think we're going to talk through this real quick. Let's first define what is what is meekness. What is that even? How do we define that? Well, I've kind of looked it up here. So, meekness or being meek is uh, mild of temper, soft, gentle, and not easily provoked or irritated. Yielding, giving to forbearance under injuries. So, long suffering, mild of temper, not easily provoked. 
All right? It's not saying that meekness means that you're some spineless pushover. <laughs> it just means that you're not easily provoked to anger. Um, appropriately humble, submissive to the divine will. So submissive to Christ, right? Um, let's see. Again, softness of temper, mildness, gentleness, forbearance under injuries or provo- provocations. Not easily provoked. All right, so that's the definition of meekness. Now, I personally believe that we can still be, we can be meek. Again, the definition of meekness is not telling us that we are a pushover. It's not telling us that we can't step up and uh, and do work when work needs to be done. It's not telling us that we can't uh, combat evil in a, in a real sense, spiritually and physically, as warriors. It's just telling us that we are slow to anger and that we have control over, really control over our emotions, which is a huge part of what we teach at 307 Project about controlling your emotions is, uh, is pretty important, especially in intense situations bringing those emotions into subjection, allowing them to serve you and not to lead you. And uh, that essentially is in alignment with the definition of what it means to be meek. So it seems to me here, you put these two together, and meekness is not only uh, a quality of Christ, but it is a quality of a good warrior, right? A good warrior with a sound mind not being easily provoked. What happens if you get easily provoked in combat? Uh, that can turn out bad, right? That, that that means that you can, if you're easily pro- provoked, you might find yourself getting sucked into an ambush, right? If you're not thinking with your logical mind and you're easily provoked. So meekness is actually, in my opinion, a quality of a true warrior. Now, let's look at what what does the Bible say about this? Well, we we've looked into the Bible a little bit here. We've taught we've seen that what Jesus said about meekness and how that was a quality that he had and a quality he expects us to have. So, going back to that dynamic of being capable of extreme violence yet being a follower of Christ, let's look at a few examples of that here in uh here in God's Word, and this, these are these are some Old Testament examples here. Now, we look at Samson. I know all you guys probably know the story of Samson and Delilah. You might not know the story, though, of when Samson killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. This is one of God's chosen men, and... Uh, <clears throat> If you read in Judges chapter 15, verse 14, it says, When he, Samson, came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. All right, so they're, they're, they're provoking Samson here. And then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire. 
and his bonds broke loose from his hands. So he was tied up. He breaks his bonds because the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey. He reached out his hand, and he took it, and he killed a thousand men with it. Now, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty intense, man. This is a chosen man of God kills a thousand dudes with the jawbone of a donkey. You ask me if I actually believe that? Yeah, I actually believe that. This Samson, if you want to want to read this dude, this dude, another time the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. He tore apart a lion as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. He was given superhuman strength when the spirit of the lord came upon him in order to carry out the lord's work and further god's kingdom against the enemies of god in the old testament and he was capable of extreme violence against evil let's look at king david king david is another man that i would say had both those elements, both those capabilities, the the meekness and then also the capability to uh, to execute judgment on on evil people. And again, David here in First Samuel is fighting against this same group, the Philistines, uh, particularly Goliath and <laughs> Um, Saul puts uh, puts the armor and stuff on David. This is hilarious, and uh, he 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 armors him up. He puts a helmet on his head, and you know gives him gives him his um, gives him his sword and everything. And David is so little, this little small dude, and he tries to walk. And uh, David said, "Saul, I can't walk with all this armor on." Uh, so he took all his armor off, and he just picks up his staff. David was a shepherd. And uh, he chose five smooth stones from the creek and put them in his shepherd's bag. And he had his sling with him that he used to protect his herd, right? And he comes out against Goliath, and Goliath scoffs at him, man. He laughs at him. He says, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks, David? And he cursed David by the name of his gods, And said, come to me, Goliath said, come to me, David, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. So come on, David, this is a joke. But David rogers up and he tells Goliath, you come at me with a sword, with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistine to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Here we see a young, meek shepherd that can't even bear the weight of armor and weapons. And he goes out and he executes extreme violence against 
their chosen warrior, the chosen warrior of the Philistines, Goliath. And he says, I'm not only going to kill you, but I'm going to cut your freaking head off and I'm going to kill the rest of your buddies <clears throat> so that people knows that the Lord, that, that there is a God in Israel. So here we see men of God executing extreme violence against the enemies of God in the Old Testament. The New Testament says that love always protects. To me, this is part of, well, it's, it's I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't put draw a lot of lines between uh, male and female. We, we hold our, at all of our events in, uh, in, that we run the basic course, uh, proving grounds, at, at anything that we do, we don't, we, don't, we don't give females any advantage. We don't, we don't lighten their load. We, we hold them to the same standards as males. But for me as a male, um, and for some of you guys as females, if you are the head of your, your household, you know, it's your job to protect. You protect the things that you love. Now, to protect the things that you love, that means that you need to have the skills and abilities to execute violence against any enemy that would come against and try to harm the people that you love. So, there we go. We've got some examples there. People ask me, again, how, how do you feel about being a, a SEAL and, or, and, and being a Christian? And I just want to ask them, have y'all read the stories in this book? Have, have, have you read the, the historical accounts in this book right here, um, it is doable. It, it, it is, it, it's, it's not, it, it, they're not contradictory to one another. Again, you know, I, I don't know how to, I, I don't know, a lot of you guys, this is, I don't know, this may not even apply to you at all. Maybe you don't, you don't struggle with this. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say is you don't have to feel like if, if God's put a calling on your heart, you don't have to feel like uh, you can't be a man or you can't be a protector or you can't be a warrior if you choose to follow Christ because you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself, all right? That is not true. You can still be a protector. You can still be a warrior. If you've been, if you have been a warfighter, if you've been in the military, if you've done things, if you've been to combat, that does not disqualify you from a relationship with Christ. I think that the, the church, us, the body of Christ, we need warriors right now. We need warriors. Christ needs warriors. Christ himself, Jesus himself, was a hard dude, man. 
He was a hard dude. He was a meek dude. But you got to think, this dude walked on foot probably thousands of miles. I don't have the distance that he traveled during his ministry. He walked all over the place on foot, didn't have even a place to lay his head, didn't know where he was going to eat. Um, people beat him, uh, cursed him, all this mess. He never once complained. He never once complained. This dude, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I kind of feel bad calling him a dude. <laughs> my bad if that offends you guys. I want to give him the respect that he deserves. He's my Lord and Savior, my King. He, uh, he, he, he wasn't a pushover. I can tell you that much. So, if one of you guys out there, one of you girls out there are listening to this and you're struggling with that dynamic, uh, the way I struggle with it, and you get that question, well, you know, you're just, you're, you're a Christian, so you're just a pushover. I understand that that's not what it says in the book. And uh, I think the reality is meekness is not weakness. And the meekness that Christ asks us to have in our hearts is, uh, is actually a valuable attribute to any true warrior. That's all I want to cover today, guys. I appreciate y'all tuning in. We've got a couple of interviews coming up. We've got them scheduled on the books, uh, one this Friday, one next week, and I think one the week after that with some really cool individuals. So uh, stand by for those. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, if you want to give back to the show, Join us on Patreon, or at, at least just leave us a review, and that'll help us tremendously. We appreciate you. Love you. Enough said.